Welcome to Americana Quill, writer to writer. Please like and subscribe and tell a friend they like to subscribe. Today, I have the honor of sitting down with a musician who writes music and was educated to our youth for some time and does a podcast titled Prone to Argue. His love for music is the reason why I wanted to give him a call so we can break the usual format and do a deep dive of artists that we both appreciate musically, socially, not quite sure, but with this episode, we break down the lyrics into the genius of Kanye West. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome my guest, Wilson, Dwayne Wilson. How you doing, brother? I'm good. That was a, that was a heck of an intro, man. I was like, dang, okay. I did. These are some of the things you've accomplished, my brother. I was like, I did all of that. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> all right, did, did, I, did I miss anything? Did I make a mistake? I mean, I, I, I know, nah, no, not I know you all. do music. I know you to be a teacher for a bit. You know what I mean? I mean, that's... So. That's it, man. I teach in different ways, and and um, I try to I try to inspire. Um, she was actually part of our educational system at one point, so it was like you got oh, to yeah. see see those things for yourself. Of like, yo, I don't want to do this. I don't yeah. know. Well, so I, the funny thing is, I, I think I'm gonna go back into it, or I think I want to want to go back back into it, um, especially with the pandemic going on. Like, there's a need for teachers, for real um, teachers, to like be there and be supportive of the of yeah. the kids. You know? Yeah. So. Um, I, I think I'm about to see if I could find find a place. I mean, I know it's going. It's pretty you much know what I think Zoom. you would have been great at is being like a guidance counselor, like to reach those few kids that like yeah needed steps in the right direction. I can see you uh, being a great a great person for that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of those things you can do without being a guidance counselor. No, 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 but we we all we all need a check. So I was like, if you oh, have to do it, <laughs> I would say guidance counselor would have been dope laid for you if you wanted to get back into it. That's all I'm saying. That's a that's an interesting idea. I guess I looked at it like I want to be able to to like be multifaceted. So like the teacher, you could be a little bit of a guidance counselor, you could be a little bit of a principal, you could be like you know what I'm saying, you could do a little bit of everything. And then when it when it, the real stuff comes, it's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass it off all to right. y'all and let you let y'all handle the rest. Right, that's true too. I didn't think of it like that, but no, you're right. No, but that's an interesting idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it up here. <laughs> so, for your prone to argue crew, how are you guys doing? What's what's new? I think you guys release an episode once a week on what day? Uh, so most of the time it's Thursday. Um, okay. Yeah, I've been. It's and it's really been me who's caused the inconsistency. Sometimes it comes out like Friday morning. Um, this week I actually put two out because we had a conversation with, uh, and I don't even want to call him up and coming. He's been doing, he's been rapping for, for years. Um, but, uh, Drown Millie, he's an artist from Amityville, but he lives in Cali right now. And, um, he just came out like just, just hanging out or whatever. But, um, we had a good conversation and I, it was maybe about three hours or so. And it oh, you had a, a convo like we like we've had when I've been a guest on your show. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like we started going into music and started talking different stuff, and I'm just like, I don't want to cut this. Like I don't, I don't want to cut so much of this conversation. Um, and I was like, you know what? We just, I'm just gonna split it in two. I put some out. I think I did Tuesday, and then I did yesterday. Um, so I kind of I did it differently this week, but um, this and this next week might be another two as well. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Because we yeah. have one that we recorded um, Sunday, and then we have another one that we're recording tomorrow. So do you think you having, like, part one or part two brings in the most views most of the time? Or is it, like, 
which ones do you think bring in like your most your most people of listening your listenership? Um, you said what? I'm sorry. I'm bring, sorry. Re- rephrase. What brings what brings in your your listenership? Like when you have like two part episodes or like one whole single episode most of the time? Or oh no, it'll be one because I mean we I usually don't we usually don't do the two. Um, and I and I say I because I'm the one who edits the podcast. Um, so right. the only reason I do that and I've done it very rarely but if we have like a conversation like um even though it never came out because there was an audio issue but like during the george floyd like we were watching we were watching the um the the protests like on tv so we were just in in real time yeah and i didn't want to edit any of that out it was just like y'all just you know talk say how you feel and um we was here for like we was here actually at my house usually we do it uh somewhere else but it was here for like five hours, man. It was a long, it was a long time. Um, so yeah. I was just gonna cut that, you know, a few. It ended up not working out anyway because the audio. Something happened with the audio, but um, I think that's the powers to be. They were they were watching, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, like that. It, it's stuff like that. Like if it's something really important, or like we had uh, uh, Millie over here, so it was like, well, we could just have we could just have one where it's like a you know chopped up into a few because you know it's a guest here, so. Um, right. I feel like we might have done the same thing with yours too. No, uh, no, you, you definitely chopped it, but I think there was sometimes we had to stamp it because of um. Oh, because of <laughs> squid, one of squiddy your, squid, squid. Yes. Squid. One of your co-hosts were was you know doing their thing. Yeah, shout out to Squid. Shout out to G Five. Squid is he that 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 boy is something else, man. Yeah. He's been more tame as of late though. Okay. Yeah, he's I mean the next game. the next time I'm a guest, I'll let you know <laughs> if that's true. <laughs> if, if it's true, <laughs> I guess we'll figure. I guess we'll find out then. Oh, that's funny. So let's get into Kanye West. Um, I'm kind of breaking format yes. as far as usually I, I ask about your writing and things like that. But Kanye right. West, I know, is one of your favorite artists of all time. So I wanted to, um, mm-hmm. yes, kind of get your thoughts and your opinions as I break as we break down his writing. So my first question is: Well, first, can we make it clear we're not talking about? No, none of his social. First, yeah, I just yeah. yeah yeah. I mean, That's, we might we might touch a thing or two based off some lyrics here, but it's not going to be like yo. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Kanye now? And um, are you canceling? I'm not. No, 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 no. This I've is this like is this is this is a music appreciation. This is has yes. nothing to do and and words and lyric appreciation. Yes by him and the other collective minds that wrote some of his lyrics for him, if they're in here. So right. that's it. Here we go. So I guess my first question to you is, what's the first lyric of Kanye West that comes to your mind? What's the first what? Lyric. The first lyric of Kanye West that comes to your mind. Uh, <laughs> right now? I mean, I, this is mad lyrics in it, but I guess the, 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 the first one is... um. Because <laughs> it's one of the ones I actually had pulled up here. They they call me Edward Scissorhands because I'm trying to cut. Um, if she claims she got cramps, I'm gonna get you to suck. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's Where's one that? of the first ones that came to my head. Because the first, I fir- sorry, no, continue. I was gonna say when I when I remember when I first heard that song, I was like, I first of all, I don't know who Edward Scissorhands is, and then the second thing is, I'm like, oh, this guy's. This guy's disrespectful. <laughs> like, this guy's going there. And then when you listen to the rest of that song, he's that guy's nuts. Like that's what that's what I first thought. But 
Mm-hmm. I liked it because I mean, you're a kid. Like I was, I might, I might have been like 12, 13 when I first heard that song. Yeah, it's an underground song, so it's like you hear that it's underground. Everybody doesn't know it, so it kind of like right. catches you. Like, whoa, this is I was not expecting right. this. You got something to tell you to go to your friends and be like, oh, you heard this the kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so my first lyric is "Lock yourself in a room, do five beats a day for three summers. I deserve to do these numbers from Spaceship." Uh, that's a different world, like three summers. Yeah. You know, it's funny thing. There's a lot of songs that. It took me a little bit to like get because well because we were kids but it's like why was it so impactful and then when you really break down the lyrics it's like what's more dedication than that to get where you want to be you know what I'm right. saying it's right. like yeah yeah like I'm in my head I'm like what is a Cree what is a Cree summer I don't know like what the hell was that and it's like oh that's a person <laughs> um, there's that one there's a song named um well you're a fan too. Uh, I wonder off of graduation. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I ain't get it at first. I'm like, what is this? Because he wasn't rapping regular until like the second verse. Like the first verse, it was like weird. It was slow. I'm like, what, what, the, what the hell is he doing? But now, yeah. man, I jammed that joint to the, well, I haven't listened to the album in a while, but I, I jammed that like at like the highest decibel. I love that song. Yeah, I, I did a Kanye appreciation on my headphones like three weeks ago when I asked you, hey, you mind doing this podcast for me? I was breaking down Kanye. And I just went back to his old catalog. I was like, yeah, he was onto something. And maybe yeah. maybe he caught lightning in a bottle. I know we a lot of us always wish he could go back <laughs> to that type of music, but maybe it, mm-hmm. maybe it was really just a moment in time where it was just a download that he couldn't shake, and, and that's how we got the music. Maybe, you know. Well, well, the interesting thing about Kanye is that there's so many people that, I don't want to say attribute their career, but I guess you could say that they were they look at it, they look back and they say, well, what was the first thing that you heard that made you want to do music? For J. Cole, it was college dropout. For Drake, it was whatever. You know what I'm saying? You could ask Kid Cudi. You could ask Travis Scott. You could, you could ask Uzi. Like, there's so many people that they'll go back and say, that Ye album was the first album that made me say, I can do this. Because when you look at all those people, that, that sound that we have now um, well, there's, there's a whole bunch of different sounds now. Um, little sidebar, I think hip-hop is in a great place. I know a lot of people don't feel that way. Um, but you can really be any part of hip-hop and prosper today. Um, right. And I bring that up because I think Kanye is a huge part of that. I think guys like him, Jay-Z, um, uh, even guys like 50 Cent, who I don't think he gets enough of his flowers um, when it comes to music, probably because of his fault because he is a little nuts. But I think a lot of those guys, they they brought the sound to different areas, to different parts of the world, and that kind of opened up people's ears and it opened up people's minds, um, which then when you give that energy out, you get it back. So I think hip hop, we were able to accept different forms of music, different forms of sounds, different forms of pitches, and um, it just changed to what it is now. Um, so yeah, I think I think you still, you'll get a little bit of that. Like, I don't think he's quite the artist that Kanye was, but you get like a chance, for example. Um, and obviously you hear a lot. I mean, Chance was, he's from Chicago. I think I think what helped Kanye is that he knew how to make beats tailor-made for his voice and stuff. So I think those things helped. That is very the more The more I think about Kanye and what he evolved to is, I don't know if he's truly an originator no more. I think now he's like, he has to catch inspiration from somebody. Like, he now needs a muse more than him just creating all feelings. 
That's it. So I'm going to ask you. I need, I know it's your show, but let me ask no, you. No, do please. You, do, you think, do you think that that's a new thing? Because some No, I think it started since his fourth album, since 808 Heartbreaks, when he got Kid Cudi. Mm, it's like after that, say, it's yeah. like you started having muses instead of you just going off your own spirit of what made you feel good. Right. See, the funny thing is, I was going to say that some people think that it's been a thing for him his entire career. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. So, like, you go all the way back to, you go all the way back to like college dropout or before college dropout. Well, and, let me rephrase it then. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, no, go ahead, go ahead. He might have had muses, but there were muses of the past. There weren't muses of somebody that nobody knew yet. Like I think Cuddy, okay. yeah. Scott. I the phone. That's nah, okay. I don't even know how to turn it off. See that you, a, this this point, like we in a new time now. We talking about a new time of music. I don't even know how to use a house phone anymore. I'm trying to end the call. I don't know how to end the call. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. Um yeah, I don't I don't know. Sorry, audience. This is <laughs> this is what it's like in real life, you know. All right, it's, okay. it stopped finally. Thank God. All so, Cuddy, right. Cuddy, Travis Scott are like two old muses that, like, I mean, two new muses that I think changed his music. But it like that wasn't nowhere near Kanye sound. Where right, when he was saying. doing more of Tribe and De La kind of ideas and concepts. Mm -hmm. They're in the past, but he revolutionized their sound and brought it better for like samples he would use. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Even Talib. Um, yeah, but Talib like that's. Def, yeah. But, but those are people older. that that were looking for those soul samples, which is really his alley. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. That's the other thing, right? All these new, all these new sounds you're into. It's like it's not cool. It's not great to me, and it's not in the hand. It's just. Your, the muses he's choosing aren't the ones I care to listen to for for a whole hour at this point in my life. You know what I'm saying? When you say new, is because, well, see, when people, some people say the old yay, and when they say the old yay, they're talking about 808s. I don't look as 808s and heartbreak as the old yay. No, that's, so, so when you that's say old new, of the new stuff to me. Right. So I was going to say, when you say new, you're not interested in 808s. 808s never... If you can't sing, I don't want you to sing. Like I've always been that person. Like, like you can't yeah, you sing, Squid, don't you? And Squid uh, from the podcast, you y'all would have a a field day with that boy. Cause I mean, well, nah, he's not, like, he's but a lot of people, on. a lot of people can't sing, but they do it now. You know, what I mean? and he influenced because, that part of it. Yeah, him really cutting, right? Well, no, really, really cutting. Let's be honest. Like well, yeah. a lot of those melodies is, is, is a cutting melody, right? Even like Drake. Drake gets a lot of credit for that, and deservedly so. I think what Drake did in the game, I think he was able to help make these sounds um, more mainstream. Because 808s and Heartbreak, the only thing that was mainstream about it was that it was Kanye. But other than that, especially in, in his lane in hip-hop, um, yeah. other than that, it was seen, nobody knew what to like call it. Because it's like, it's a rapper, but he's kind of singing, and it's kind of electro-pop, but it's kind of not like, what exactly do we call this? It's the same thing with Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi can rap. Like he has rap songs, even on his first album. But when it starts, it literally sounds like something, and I don't, I've never been in space, but it sounds like something that when I go to space, this is what I would hear. You know what I'm right. saying? I got you. It's also interesting that you bring up um, Cudi and, I mean, Kanye and a new sound, because uh, oh, you're getting the exclusive. Uh, tomorrow on the podcast, we're going to talk about Kid Cudi's new album. And I kind of feel the same way now, 
or a similar way now about Cuddy? Because I'm a huge Cuddy fan, like a huge, huge Cuddy fan. Cuddy's first two albums to me is is untouched. But like after that, I don't care about the wizard. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the wizard. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think I'm not saying they didn't get better technically with their sound with their stuff, but it's like something that isn't connecting for me with them. And it's not about them not being able to create new music. I just think whatever the their muses were at the time was was the, was amazing for that moment. I don't know if they can, they're trying to recreate these moments and they don't go well. And I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not too sure for Kid Cudi. That's too new for me. I haven't even really listened to it like that. And this is not coming out to like late February, just an FYI, just in case. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because okay. I try to stockpile a few episodes. You know, it's a Got lot. You. Just okay. to Got like, you. do them all. Okay. So with Kanye, it's a muse issue for me. I think it's like whoever you're inspired by ain't the person to be inspired by. Not if you want to keep those that really listen to you from day one. Now, if you want new people, by all means, go ahead and do that. Can I be honest with you, man? Yeah. You think I'm being too hard on him? No, I was going to say the opposite. I don't (laughs) think... I'm serious. I don't think it's a muse thing. I think he Mm. just copied... I think right now, he's just copied... He's in a copycat mode. He's not even thinking of nothing original. I ain't going to lie. And that's the problem. Like, 808s, even though you hear Cuddy... Cuddy is like, like I said earlier, he's very in like it's all spacey, right? When I first hear 808s, it doesn't all sound spacey. Like it has different elements of different things, a little bit of club in here, a little bit of like he was speaking about um his song Amazing off of 808s. And he said it could, you know, you can make this even into a country song. And I heard somebody do a country cover, and I was like, you know what? I, I hear it. Like I I can see. I can see what, cause that's the mode he was in. Like, I want to make music that isn't just one genre and can be different genres. You know what I'm saying? You can't really, like, if you do a rap song, uh, depending on the song, it can only, it'll only be a rap song. So that's what he was going for with 808. But um, what are, what are his classics though? They're all rap. I don't, people debate 808 as a classic. For me, it's, it's a no. Well, okay. So, this is how I look at it. Cause I well, first, well, I'll make this clear too. I love 808s. So I I'm one of those people that like I love like that was the time in, I was in high school, I was depressed. Um, I wanted to kill myself. I all, all no, I think I was I was I was like at a senior my I think I was in freshman college at that time. So for me it wasn't Yeah, that was my that. that was my senior year. Yeah, that was my senior year. Um and senior year was tough. Uh, for I mean, for it's tough for a lot of people because you're thinking about going to another part of your life and things about to change. At the yeah. time, too, like colleges weren't accepting me, so I was nervous about that. Um, I was in love with a girl that had that wanted no parts of me, so I was like, "Oh, it was the perfect album for me." <laughs> We've all been there. I feel like yeah. almost every like the first two albums of Drake. Every time a Drake album dropped, I, I was like breaking up with someone. Like it was like yeah, right, a, exactly. <laughs> it was like a funny thing at that point. Boy, when that Take Care came out. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I was in them fields, boy. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was in the midst of being in love when Take Care came out. And then I felt (laughs) out of love dirt, like, when it was still, like, big. So that's when, like, and then, um, I mean, without saying too much. Oh, damn. I might already say too much. Well, whatever. I'm just going to say it. Um, I don't think she'll see this. Um, let's just say that the song Crew Love, the song Crew Love came to fruition 
Absolutely. Oh, wow. Not with anybody. Yeah. You not with anybody like. No, no, no. Like, but still, just anybody associated with the town doesn't feel good. So no, I can imagine that being yeah, tough. Yeah, so tough pill to like, swallow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really tough for me. I was just like, oh well. In my head, I'm like, all right, well, you're a clown, and he's a clown. That's <laughs> yeah. how I looked at it. Like y'all just y'all are just like cl- y'all just clown and clowny as hell. But so where are they now? Yeah. Are they are they are they still together or? <laughs> You know how guys do the girl. You know how uh, you know how got. So I mean, she got, got what she you. was asking for. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not saying that's right, audience. I'm not saying that's right at all. At <laughs> all. I make that clear. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was very rude what he did. But, yeah. but the grass ain't always green on the other side, right? Hey man, I got hey, you. Hey man, yo, when when Gary see this, he gonna be like, why'd you bring that? <laughs> See the funny thing is, right? So, so if you want, we can stop now and time timestamp this and get this out nah, of here if you want. I don't care. Okay. Don't care. <laughs> um, so when we were younger, Gary and I, and that's G five um, that were brought up early from the podcast. He and I were like very much like we 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 patterned ourselves after like Jay Z and Kanye. Like he's like my big brother, even though he's like two months older than me like he <laughs> um, but he always did have a lot more life experience than i did um just yeah, like his he, personal yeah personal home stuff so like he just knew more about life than me and there's definitely been times where i i go a little a little over and he's like yo he's chill like, he's like yo what do you, what, what you do it's the moment you remember the moment when kanye walked on stage the second time and it walked off and everybody was laughing. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Uh, it was when Beck when Beck won. And you see, like, they show Jay and Beyonce's, like, reaction. And you see Beyonce, like, no, not again. And you just see, you just see Jay like this, like, no, no, please not. <laughs> and, then I, and then he left. So then everybody started laughing and stuff. So it was funny. Yeah. But I feel like when we were younger, that was Gary to me every day. He was just yeah. like, no, 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 don't, not, 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 not here. This is this is not the time. <laughs> right. Um, there was a girl, little sidebar. There was a girl that for Valentine's Day, the same girl that I was depressed about in senior year. I bought her chocolate. I bought it a big bear. I I bought I bought this girl Jordans, bro. Jordans mm. for Valentine's Day. You wore a sneaker so she can walk out of your life. I've done that. Fair, Don't worry. Fair, oh, that. Oh, <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to use that. It's true, girl. though. That's, that's what that's happens. A fire line. That's you a never fire heard of that superstition? Line. You don't buy no one's sneakers or shoes because that's how they walk out your life? I've never heard that before. So I guess somebody, used to, somebody probably used it in a rap already then. But I'm definitely, I, I don't care. I'm going to use that. That's, that's why funny. I like that. Yeah, I, and that was a time where he told me, yo, you're bugging. Don't do it. Don't get it. And I was like, all right, I got you. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I drove to that. I drove to Foot Locker so quick. I was like, "Nah, man, he don't get it. He don't understand." <laughs> and I feel like that is that was us for a long time. And then I got older and realized I'm not Kanye West, and I don't want to be Kanye West. Um, right. So that all changed. But um, sorry, we went. I went way off topic there. But no, that's I, all good. I feel I feel what you're saying about. Uh, Kanye during that time because it was just such a crazy switch. It's like you went from graduation, which is still one of the greatest albums I've ever heard in my life. His first two is undeniable. You could put them in whatever order you want. I would even say um, number five, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like that's an album. 
that to me was Kanye's best rapping. Like his highest rapping ability was on that album. Right. Um, coincidentally, of course, that's also when it seemed like a lot of the writers came around. But who was, his, who, who was his muse for that one? I feel like it was Pusha T and the I, Good Writing Crew. You you do know Kanye very well. Because at one point he was my favorite. And then it was like, yo, this fall off is, is so bad. It's like, I can't even. Now it's like your, your flagship artist, Big Sean, is now like one of my favorites. Because it's like he's more of what you would have been if you kept going than. Right. In my opinion. No, I agree with that. Um. I would say right now some of my favorites, like I'm a I'm a huge Kendrick guy. Mm. Um but out of that class, it's hard for me to pick between Kendrick and Cole. Cause Kendrick, I think if we're for just me, for me it's Cole personally. No, continue, but for me it's Cole. See the thing about Cole is Cole knows how to connect with um Excuse me. Cole knows how to connect. I don't know what it is, man. He knows how to connect, like, personally. Very he connects well. more to, like, East Coast kids because he went to St. John's and he has a lot of those type of mm -hmm. stories of, like, have to deal with the cold, not having the heat on. Like, those little moments where you go through them in your own life and you hear someone else talk about them, they resonate more, I think, on the Eastern Seaboard than, than Kendrick that's talking about a beautiful place with, like, wickedness of just individuals. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is how I feel about it. It's like I relate more to Cole because he connects the dots more for me as if he was born and raised on the East Coast. And like even him being raised in a small town similar to ours, that way it's like it don't I have feel. to be it don't have to be so gutter, but for some reason some people just make it that way. But it's like it's a choice. You get me? And like in his right, music, we right, hear right. that it's a choice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I, and I think the fact that he yelled DeVille, and I'm like, he from Amityville? I didn't know what <laughs> Ville he was. I'm like, in my head, Amityville's the only DeVille that he would be talking about. And right. then you look up, and it's like, oh, I'm like, Fayetteville. Like, I've never heard of it, but I, right, like, y'all, like, if you from Fayetteville, bro, like, y'all brothers, like, we brothers and sisters, like, what's up, right. you know? Yeah. Um, but I think, I think the thing for me is that when Kendrick first came out, Good Kid Mad City related to, it also related to this, that same experience because, you know, as you said, Amityville is lit. When you live here, it's not like the most like like dangerous place in the world. No, 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 no. Um, but there's people that can make it that way if you're not on your p's and q's. Right. So it, there's, it's more there's of, definitely there's definitely danger. There's definitely right. danger on this on this block and on this block. But then when you cross right over, there's never any danger there. It's it's perfectly fine. Everybody living all cool and peachy. Yeah, I mean. That's when you know it's a choice, right? It's a mind state. It's a, it's yes. a choice of, um, it's a choice, right? And and that's where I think a lot of people that struggle with trying to get out of neighborhoods like ours or even neighborhoods that are worse, it's like, once you stop thinking about survival and start thinking about living, you, your, your feelings on life changes and like right. your mentality changes. But it's like, it's hard to like get there if you're always struggling. So it's like, I can't speak to no one else besides me and my family in the house I grew up in, it's like those things became choices if you want to do good or bad. They weren't necessarily a have to do bad to get good. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, that's a, that's I can't speak for everyone else. I know everyone else had different circumstances on the right. neighborhood in the neighborhood I grew up in, but for me, those those were like they became choices for me. It wasn't about I had to do that to like make it. Right, and that so that everything you just saying it kind of reminded me of um this other Kanye lyric. So this is verse two. 
from um, Crack Music with uh, The Game, even though The Game had like two bars in it, but whatever. Um, he said, and it starts, uh, from the place where the father's gone, the mother's is hardly home. And, and the Mati, and the Mati Gones lock us up in the Audi home. How did Mexicans say we just trying to party homes? They want to lock us all in a box like styrofoam. Uh, for those who don't know, Audi home is, it's, because uh, I looked it up. It's something, actually, well, it's, this is genius. So I guess I can see it right here. Um, the Audi home, the Audi home, well, first, the Mati Gones that lock us up in the Audi home, the, the Mati Gone is, is a it's a I guess a politician uh, oh yeah from the House of Representatives she's known for her tough stance on uh gang crime in Chicago so I love how he tied he tied his personal experience of living in Chicago um with that I guess grandiose experience of like black people being locked up in like the, the crab in the barrel mentality that's how I read that line when when I first heard it um right. there's so many layers there's so many layers to it but one of the one of the things is when you lock people into a certain environment even if there's parts of it that well it's not that bad over here but it's worse over there it's like we live in Amityville but if anybody who's from Long Island you hear Wyandanche you like oh nah it's nuts over there like you know what I'm saying <laughs> like like they be wilding they be bugging out over there Right. Um, but you kind of feel connected, even though until you had a car, when we, when we were in school, if you were, let's say, if you walked to wine dance, like, it would take you dumb long. Like, it's like, it's mad. It's no, like yeah. Away. When you hear about the different towns, it sounds like different journeys. It's like, yeah, I went on a journey today. I walked from here to like, <laughs> not the people into the mall or like different yeah, things right. like that. <laughs> and so no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, I, so I, I, I get, I get that hundred percent. Yeah. So what's the first song that made you feel a connection with Kanye West? For me, it's All Falls Down and um, Never Let Me Down with Jay-Z. Mm. I think that's what um, Jay-Z, Never Let Me Down. I might be wrong. I mean, I, I guess I would just say the first, the first big one, Through the Wire. Because when I first heard it, the first thing I thought was, this is like nothing that's out right now. Because everything, even like Ludacris was talking about guns and all of that stuff. Um, but Kanye was the first rapper that I heard and that dropped like late 03 and you know what was going on in 03 it was a lot going on 50 Cent came out he was he, the, you know the, the cover that was the first album I, I bought was Get Rich or Die Trying um, when I right. went to um, I'll just say that organization because I don't want to go too much into what they were but the organization you know what I'm talking about uh, that you were a part of as well yeah um, it's a not-for-profit camp organization yeah. I'll leave it so at we, that so we went there and every every year my mom would like okay like we're gonna we're gonna get you some type of music the first year my first ever album which was a tape was Lil Bow Wow's Doggy Bag which was which was hilarious which is hilarious when you look back at it now yeah but um, when you're a kid you're supposed to listen to kid music you're not supposed exactly. to really listen to yeah but going from that that was 2002 <laughs> that was my first year the next year I was like I want that one with the guy who has the bullet hole in his glass. And my mom looked at me like, you are crazy. Know? What you talking about? I'm not getting that for you. Oh, my back. Can we curse on you? Um, we can now. Don't worry. I put an explicit sign on it. Don't worry about it. All right. I curse a lot too. It's just, I try right. not to on the podcast. Yeah, I try not to as well. On Well, I'm trying not to on here. I think that was the first time. But um, yeah, I, I she was like, we can get the clean version where there's no bullet hole on it. So I was like, I got that clean and I got Nas's clean, right? 
Um, and I also got Fab Street Dreams as well. But listening to that, then that Jay-Z's retiring, Black Album comes out. So that was that's a classic. Yeah. Black that's what you when you really remember music. Yeah. Oh my, oh my God. Like um, that oh like oh four, oh five. Oh, oh, three, oh, four, oh, five ranges when you start falling in love with who you think is going to be your, your favorite artist for like the next five to 10 years. No, right. you're right. And one day we got to talk about Jay-Z versus Eminem because that was a topic on our, on our last podcast. But um, so anyway, so I'm, I'm listening to all this stuff and I liked the beats. I liked the words. I felt like I was learning an experience from people that were like me who lived in areas similar to mine. But there was still something missing because I like I couldn't connect to to none of that. I didn't I didn't know what the I didn't know what they were talking about. Like when some Jay of the was, lingo, yeah, yeah. Like when when Jay was talking about um uh I got I, I put the gun to you. I let it sing you along and let it hum to you. The un, other one sing along. That was a duet and you wet. I didn't know what wet. I didn't know what he was talking about. It just sounded cool. Like you know what I'm right. saying. Um, Trust me, there's people to this day that act like they know everything about Jay Z that don't know. The metaphors and stuff like it, yeah. it, it, his even music that, pretty deep even that song threat like you get into these yeah. homophones and all type of different Eng english literary elements and it. it's it's crazy but um so then all of a sudden i see i'm watching the tv and i remember where i was the first time i heard it we were in florida mm -hmm. and there's we were like on a yacht for i was i was on a retreat for something i can't remember what exactly it was mm -hmm. It was like know. a school retreat, family, like what was this? It might have been for martial arts. I think that's what it was, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, they, they used to do like a seminar where we would go like on a boat or whatever, but I don't think they do it anymore. But, um, it, well, especially not now. <laughs> but, yeah, we were, when we were on there, I'm sitting down, and I had heard like bits and pieces of Through the Wire before. Mm. But I'm sitting down, I'm watching the TV, and then... It might have been 106 in Park or something. They introduced it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get to, like, listen to this for the first time. So I'm sitting down, and on Through the Wire, the video, the story comes up about um, him being in a, almost in a nearly fatal car crash and blah, 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 and he made the song two weeks later. First of all, I'm sold right there. I'm like, he made a song after being in a car accident? What? So at first, I'm, that's the first thing. Then I'm listening to him rap, and it sounded like, this is going to sound weird. He sounded like the coolest square that I've ever heard in my life. And oh, I say it that way because and, and, and I say yeah. it that way because that's how I related to it. Cuz like I'm I'm going to be real with you, bro. Like I don't I don't like, you know, I don't I'm I'm going to give you your flowers. You was one of the cooler people when we was coming up. Like you always had oh, like no, the hills. Nah, you trying to be, <laughs> no. you, had, you always had the sneakers and the ill shirts. You always had you you walked around like like you just like bro, like like I'm out here, like I'm ill, like so. Nah, so, I'm gonna try to. <laughs> no, you was no, you was you was a you was a good guy though. Like you never like looked down on nobody. You was just cool. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. me, I felt like I walked around like I had two feet. I walked like I walked like well, I walk like this still with my feet like that. Um, I wasn't. I I did, and plus this is the other thing you got to remember where you lived. That was one yeah. of the rougher parts of of amityville and yeah everybody over there was pushing weight and dealing drugs and shooting yeah. so that's why yeah. so in my head i'm like okay this guy britain is cool he's cool <laughs> with us 
and he got sneakers and he killing people. Oh, it's, it's lit! Like, you know oh no, nah, I was never, I was never part of that yeah, part of the crew. That, you, know, you, you know, when you were kids, you you just you know. Yeah, you 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 think you think more of it than it is. Yeah, exactly. So in my head, I could never be that or any of the other people that were around there. Yeah. So when I see this guy, I'm like, well, I could be that. And mm -hmm. that connection comes, that connection also comes with the fact that I wanted to do music from the first time I heard Hot 97. It was like a TV show. My brother comes in and he was like, what is this you listening to? And it was, I was listening to like um, Z100 or something like Britney Spears. And just like on a TV show, he was like, you need to listen to this. Press the button. Right. Hot 97 comes on. <laughs> And, I'm, and I didn't know what they were talking about or what they were saying, but it was Nas's Got Yourself a Gun. That was uh, the first song that I like actively listened to while I was on the radio. Mm -hmm. And I felt it immediately. And I was like, I need to do this, but yeah. I can't do this because I don't have a gun. So <laughs> that's literally what I, that's literally how I thought about it. Right. You know? And then my other, my oldest brother, that was my brother Damien. My oldest yeah. brother. He said to me, like, Dwayne, whatever you do, make sure you don't become a rapper because these guys getting shot left and right. Um, this was in, like, 2002. So I'm yeah. like, all right, well, I guess that's all for me being a rapper. And then, <laughs> so when Kanye comes out, it opens my mind to all. First, I didn't know that there was an underground. I didn't know what the hell the underground. I ain't never heard uh, of that. Right. So, you were, like, a casual listener at that point, not searching for your own type yeah, of like I, I music. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know any of that stuff. But when he... When he said, like, he comes out and then he's talking about uh, Quali or Quayle. I put him on songs with Jay-Z. I'm like, well, who's Quayle? And then I realized, oh, Talib Quali. And then I look up his stuff. Then I find most Def. Then, like, I, then, you start, then you start going down. That you went through, hole. like, different rabbit holes that's not on YouTube. Right. Where you have to, like, find the music, ask your big brothers or your cousins, like, yo, you got such and such? You think I could borrow that? Like, stuff like that. And then also 2004, when his album came out, that was also when LimeWire came out. You remember LimeWire, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure this is, if, if there's any kids listening to this, they're like, LimeWire, what the hell is that? Like, uh, man. My brother got us a few um, threats to get sued and shit because of, oh <laughs> of illegal downloads of like music Bro. and different TV shows. Yeah, and so, and you know what you had to do, right? LimeWire came out, and to avoid all of that, you had to get FrostWire. Cause that was another one. Mm -hmm. It was another joint, and it was it's literally the same thing. But I guess they were like they were like hidden more or whatever. So mm -hmm. I got Frostwire, and then basically everything. My brother's room is like right across over there. Everything that he had on his floor, it was it was um thirty six chambers was on the floor from Wu Tang. Oh, and Wu Tang Forever was on the floor. Um, um, Hard Knock Life Volume Two was on the floor. Nas, he, well, he had like every, he had every Jay-Z and Nas album up until like, up until like Blueprint and Stillmatic. He had every Jay-Z and Nas album. Then he was getting older. I think he just wanted to stay away from rapping, violence and stuff like that. Um, but he had all those albums on the floor and I came right here where I'm sitting right now with my old computer and downloaded everything. Right. And once again, my eyes were opened up to a new world and then when Kanye came out, man, I, I just started to find just different. I, and then I found Common, who's one of my favorite rappers. I know it's hard to, when, when nah, I get it. like Common, it's tough to like really get it because he's another person that's like in the stars. Like I feel like when you're listening to him, 
you you got to be really, 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 really high. <laughs> and you got to read a lot of books because like, because you get confused. you have to be intentional when you listen to um comment it's like it's a choice it's not just yes. oh let me just let him play it's like no let me listen to what he has to say kind of thing. right you also feel bad too like you feel like you feel like you're not doing enough with your life you feel like you're not treating your woman right like when you listen to comment but that's what i got into all of that after listening to uh to to kanye uh, but yeah I, I know that i this was a super long-winded answer but through the wire was the was the first song and it, no 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 but i like that you you wrote those things down and that you think that of me is <laughs> amazing to me because i don't oh, of course, you know man. you don't see yourself like that when someone else talks so i appreciate that bro you never heard come on you've heard that before from maybe from you because you're like a, a good guy that would say something but like, <laughs> i don't i don't think of it like that you know what i mean like oh, when okay. you when, interesting that's all hmm. so i guess my next question is um What's your number five on your top five of all Kanye verses? My number five. So you asked me this, and it's 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 kind of yeah. a tough question. Just I mean, not it's obviously a really tough question because obviously I love so many Kanye songs, but I think verses. So like, my, let me tell you a little bit of my criteria, so then it maybe give you a better thought process. Right. I'm talking about verses. I'm not talking about necessarily the beat, but like the particular words he used. Yes. to convey that message like yes, i don't like so yeah so that's because every song obviously well and I, now, and nowadays I, I feel like every song has one verse with like right. eight bars now but i would I say i think when i told you that my concern was that like yo he's not even the best of some of the favorite verses that i have of his mm -hmm. he got smoked <laughs> i'm like like whenever he had a guest artist on sometimes he got really smoked compared to like the lyrical ability even though yeah. He yeah. might say something impactful. It wasn't what that other person was saying yeah, if he looks back saying. 10 years later. Yeah, it's kind of like when you think of, um, like, So Appalled on Dark Twisted Fantasy, mm. and you're rapping with Jay-Z, Pusha T, and then you got a new, young, hungry Saha the Prince. All right. There was no way he was going to have the best verse in that song. He probably nah. has the least favorite, even though his verse, that whole song is a classic song, but he wasn't going to, hey, you know he wasn't going to have the best verse, especially when Pusha T says... Range Rove, Leather Roof, Love War, F a Truth, Still Move a Bird Like I'm in Bed with Mother Goose. You're not going to say anything better than that. So yeah, it's just yeah. like, like, but. But I think, I think Pusha has, he's really one of my favorites too. And it's not because he <laughs> talks drug, drug rap. It's more of um, the way he puts it together with his words too. One of the, one, I, and, and people think I'm crazy when I say this. One of the top, in my eyes, one of the top 10 lyricists of all time. He might just be. because. Because of the fact that you could talk about the same thing and it still be interesting, and people forget, he, he ain't been talking about this for 10 years because he put out his first solo in 2011. He's been talking about this since 2000 with his brother. Right. And, it's, and he got better. Like his verse on um, that Freddie Madlib album, Oh my god! Like it's just it's it's, it's too much. Uh, my whole thing is whatever artist, whatever group has three classics straight out the back. Like it's arguably he might have had three classics. Like yeah, him and Outkast. And then his albums don't. Outcast. His albums aren't trash neither. They like they might not sell like they should, but like they're not trash. Like his albums, I would say his albums are the last one, damn near perfect. The King Push joint, damn near perfect. Like those right. albums are. 
crazy. If you listen to all those albums now, a lot of them still play well. Oh man, crazy. Um, but to end, sorry, once again going down the rabbit hole. No, to, answer, right. to answer your direct question, I'm gonna go with verse two off of uh, "Gorgeous" from Dark Twisted Fantasy. That's um, uh, is hip hop just a euphemism for a new religion? The soul music of the slaves that the, the youth is missing. But this is more than just my road to redemption. Malcolm West got the whole nation standing at attention. That's how it starts. Um, when I first heard that, yeah, my fucking head exploded. I was like, "What the what the what the what the what is he talking about? What is a right. euphemism? Hip hop?" And then, like, when you look it up, it's and retroactively now in my mm. head, I'm like, it it, it kind of hurts me because I'm like, "There's no way he wrote that shit." What album was this? Because he might have had a, a big part though in it. This, this is Dark Fantasy. This is the one where he brought everybody in. He, he might have had like but, four bars, and then someone else helped him finish it. It's it's possible. It's possible. Um, and maybe I'll look up the writing credits in a second because I think that was the first album where he started putting everybody who was part of the writing process on the actual album. I'm pretty sure it was Dark Fantasy. There wasn't. He, he didn't do the ghostwriting thing. It was like, nah, this person helped write this song. If Malik Youssef, which for those who don't know, that's one of his, that was one of his writers. In the beginning, him and Rhymefest, I think for sure. Yeah, but Youssef was around almost until like Life of Pablo. Like he, he was even around during like the Yeezus times. So he's been yeah. around for a long time. But um, that sounds to me like something Malik Youssef would say. Hip hop is a euphemism for new religion. That sounds like a because Malik Youssef is a poet, um, and for those who are like, oh, all rap is a poet, he's like the traditional poet. So that sounds to me like a Malik Youssef line. If I don't see his name there, that's even more amazing. If that Kanye actually wrote that, because that was nice. you should look up the writers. Is he is he yeah, on I'm that? Yeah, look it up now. Yeah. Um, at, well, actually, I think Genius and shout out to Genius by the way, man. They they went from being just a lyric site to like this this like multimedia conglomerate like it's, it's ridiculous it's crazy um sometimes they show the production and writing credits but because it's on my phone it's not uh it's not gonna be up and up look it up really quick um by the way what while i'm looking it up what's your what's your fifth my fifth is um never let me down with kanye and i believe that song's featuring jay-z but mm. He said, I'll get down from my grandmother, father, who took my mama, made her, right, to eat at the tender age of six. She was arrested for the sittings, and now with that in my blood, I was born to be different. That actually, you know what? Really quick, I'm just saying, that verse right there, that was another verse that I related to a lot because my mom was born in the 60s. And when she was six... Well, born in the 50s, actually, my mom, and she dealt. If she came from Panama here early mm. and moved down south, she would have to deal with a lot of those color things. And I'm sure she did up here, but it was more hidden than it was down there. Now, my mom is from Jamaica, so I don't know what... I, I've never really asked about, like, the racial dynamic, because there are racial dynamics. There, but I, don't, I don't know exactly what they are, but I mm. do know that she turned six when Martin Luther King was killed. She was mm. 68. So that that line always stuck to me in my head because that connection immediately came to me. Like when my mom was six, Martin Luther King was killed. So it like, so it, it just made me relate to that verse um, like immensely. But let's see, dark fantasy. So gorgeous, gorgeous was written. 
Gorgeous was written of, of oops, click the wrong thing. Trackless, there we go. The writers on Gorgeous are West Wilson. Ernest Wilson? I don't know who that is. Oh, no ID. So he helped produce it. So he's just there. He's not a uh Ryan, okay, that, that was a, it was it was Ryan Fest. That was definitely a Ryan Fest bar. Because Ryan Fest <laughs> is, is, is a writer on here. Um, okay. I don't know who Jones is. I don't know if that's Malik. Oh yeah. Oh, never mind. Malik Yus Malik Youssef and Ryan Fest are writers on this song. So yeah. Yeah, that one. I'm I'm gonna say that's a that's a more than likely a Malik Youssef bar. <laughs> that's definitely a Malik Youssef bar. It, it 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 has to. Now let's be clear. When we say that Kanye has writers, I don't think Kanye is sitting in a room where he's not where, putting anything down. I think he puts stuff yeah. down. They put stuff down, and then he puts it all together as like a gumbo sauce. I think. So yeah, what it seems like is, and it's not just him that does this. It seems like he, based off like leaks that we've had from Kanye, where it's been like you're telling you could tell he's freestyling. It seems like he goes in there, he hears the beat, and he freestyles something. Mm -hmm. But he'll freestyle, and then obviously he'll mess up a little bit, and then he'll go to somebody like, "Yo, what do you think I could put here?" Because especially this past like two years ago, or last, when did um the Jesus is King album drop? That was last year, right? Last year, I, I know um, Pusha T brothers helped him out a lot because it was like gospel verses and rap, and I know he yeah. wrote a little bit on that. Right, and I think also too, no malice. Excuse me. No ma no malice. Chase. Now I'm about to say malice. No malice. Um, but a lot of leaks came from that album when it was supposed to be called Yandi, I guess, and um, a lot of the leaks. He's like, but a band of uh, and then it was like he'll just mumble. And then he'll say like maybe one line and then mumble a little bit more. And then he'll catch like a little bit of a flow and then he'll mumble again. Like, so it sounds like he's going in there and just doing what comes to him. And then he'll go to somebody and be like, yo, what do you think I should put here? And then maybe he'll write a line after. And then it becomes more of a collaborative effort like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very collaborative, but like it's not, it's not like a like somebody wrote the whole verse for him. No, I think right. he takes a little bit and then right. I don't think it's of, a diddy situation. Well, right. yeah. It's like instead of people giving him the hook, they give him bars within his own bars, and then he he adds them all up, kind of thing. Right, exactly. So let me so, let me finish verse five for me. Um, oh yeah, my bad. Go ahead. Um, to to ballot to choose leadership, but we can't make it to Jacob into the dealership. So I hear new music, and I just don't be feeling it. Racism still alive. They just concealing it, yeah. but I know they don't want me in the damn club. They even made me show ID to get inside of Sam's club. Sam's club. I've done did dirt and went to church to get my hands scrubbed. Where I've been baptized the last three or four times, but in the land where ends praise you, cons are getting paid. It's going to take a lot more than coupons to get us saved. Like it takes a lot more than do rags to get you waves. Nothing that sad as the day my girl father passed away. So I promised Mr. Rainey I'm going to marry your daughter. And you know I'm going to thank you for the way that she was brought up. And I know that she was smiling when you see the car I bought her. And you sent tears from heaven when you see my car get balled up, but I can't complain what the accident did to my left eye because look at what the accident did to my left eye. First Aaliyah, now Romeo must die. I know I have. I got angels watching me from the other side. And then the Romeo he's talking about, I don't think people realize it's not it's not the movie Romeo Must Die, really. It's really the um, guy Romeo Santana from the Steve Harvey show 
of the play right. based in Chicago when he, I think he got killed or whatever. Over like, yeah, he was murdered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what he's really referring to. I think people sometimes get that bar confused. Yeah, I think it's the, you know, the triple. It's a play because also Aaliyah was in that yeah. movie, though, too. Right, but right, he's really right. talking about another individual that's right. name is actually Romeo. And he was also, uh, he also died in a car. Not an accident, he was murdered, but he was also in a car as well, so. Like, plane crash, car crash, car murder. Like, it's all Crazy. it's all like a, a driving, a, a theme. Yeah, there. that, that, that action, that verse is actually. Um, is that in your top five somewhere else? It's. It's two or one. I don't. I, there's there's another really? one here. Yeah. Damn. That means we already got to your top. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say it's two. Yeah, I'm, gonna say, two. I'm gonna say it's two then. I'm gonna say it's two. I'm gonna say it's number okay. two. Just so because of what two. you every everything that you just said, it that that it resonates. Took, it took yeah. me to another place. Like right. that's a verse that I listen to now and I still get chills. Just because the other thing is, although it wasn't his song, that's one of the few times that Jay got bested on a song. No, no, no. That was his song, and Jay still got him on the song. Is what I picked everything that was off of the Kanye catalog. I didn't pick out anything he featured on. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that what I oh I, I worded it weird. Jay Jay usually beats everybody on no matter what song he's on. No, that yeah. was one of the few times. Even and I said even though it wasn't Jay's song, that's what I meant. Even though it wasn't Jay Z's song. He still got bested on that because Kanye went to another place. Like, cause not, I don't know. Jay Z said some things Jay he never heard him say before. Let's be clear. When First, I got their ears. Now I got their heart. Like, he, uh, if you listen to what he said, it's see, we take it together. Watch him take it apart. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. But see, that's a great, amazing class. Just like his verse on Renegade, classic verse. Eminem bested him on that one. But I just think when it came to Kanye, when you hot, I'm hot. When my when your feet cold, mine's a sizzling. Like I don't know. I think I think no, I think you, Jay got you, it. I'm a, no. You know what I'm gonna tell you? It's really the second verse that because I think it was the second verse. It was it was a good verse, but it kind of was it was kind of yeah. unnecessary. You should just this either. this and Jay, and then that could have ended it for this song. Exact. Now, if that would have happened, I might have a different perspective. But because the extra Jay verse was on there, it was. It was it was just extra. It was a good verse, but after Kanye and then the poem and then the quiet, like I just felt like it was like this didn't need to be here really. Right. And especially the way it ended, because it was like every um Hov's a living legend, and I tell you why everybody wanna be Hov and Hov's still alive. And I think that that line, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be a rapper. I, I don't I don't want to get like banned from the Rock Nation brunch. But that line fell flat to me when I was younger because I was like, it didn't really yeah. Like, he, it was just there. Like, it wasn't like he said anything that was... Because I thought he was about to say something crazy. And then he said that. And I was like, I mean, well, that is what would make you... <laughs> like, I guess it just made too much sense. Like, it didn't, like, confuse me like everything else. Yeah. Um, I actually did a top six by accident. So, if you have, like, an honorable mention. Well, I had six. That, I, I, I don't know. I don't know right. well, then, it, so. well, then I'll make that my number six, then. Okay. So, so what's your what's your number five, then?